morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour on this Tuesday. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And how you doing? You know what? There was rain today in the Valley of the Sun. And I know, you know, we're the, maybe one of the few places where rain is, is not only is it cherished, it's celebrated. Uh, we are so excited when Brooke got in today. She was, I can't believe it. It rained today. And I'm like, I know. Now, unfortunately, here in the Valley, it's such a big place. I would say three-quarters of the people listening are like, it didn't rain. (laughs) It rained here in the Deer Valley Air Park. Did it rain at my house? I don't think so, maybe. Uh, but, But, hey, anywhere where it rains is a good day. We got a great show lined up for you. Be buyers right now. Don't be fooled. I got a lot of things to talk about today, and... You know, I'm going to say this. Get ready for more violence. Just be prepared for more violence. It's coming. Uh, The Supreme Court nominee, uh, President Trump, is going to be making that announcement, uh, I think, on Friday. Uh, Be ready for more violence. It's going to continue. And, again, you know, it's really interesting when you think about uh, where we're at. And, and not just socially, but economically, right, spiritually, right, when you start factoring in all of these things. And, and I liken it to, you know, going back to everybody gets a trophy. <laughs> well, I was on the team. I mean, I sucked and I didn't work hard and, and I really didn't contribute a whole lot, but I got my trophy. And this is exactly what we're seeing now with... Uh, any reason at all because they just don't like that they lost. I can't handle it. You know, no, nobody's doing anything illegal, right? If, if the Democrats were the one in power, right, they'd be doing the same thing, right? Hey, this is the law. It's in the Constitution, right? The president nominates a replacement. That's just how it works. And then for them to be out there crying, but you're seeing all these people getting all fired up. Uh, and again, most of it, I think they're all worried about Roe versus Wade, and and everyone can have their opinion. But you know, where I sit on things, you know, if you really truly care about humanity and and uh, you care about people, then Roe versus Wade needs to be repealed. It just does. It was wrong. But that's just my opinion. Listen, everybody has one, and everyone's entitled to it. And you can voice your opinion as long as you do it in the right way. Uh, But violence and rioting and looting, that's that's not what freedom of speech is all about. And it's going to tear this country down. It is going to tear the country down. Most of my friends, we all believe, that we need to prepare for extreme amounts of violence after the election. Uh, because we still, you know, we're still in the Trump camp, right? But, again, I don't know. We're going to have to watch and see how it all plays out. But believe me, our children have been inundated, and you've got to give credit. You have to give the left credit. They took over our schools decades ago. 
and now from the time your your son or your daughter hits preschool to the time they graduate from college it's all they hear you know uh, just the latest example uh, thankfully there's a few of us uh, that that make sure our kids know uh, hey don't fall for the propaganda and, and, and not enough of us that, that do it you know my, my oldest son I'm, uh, I gotta tell you I'm a proud dad today he got his first job all by himself you know he didn't have dad call one of his buddies and he, he's a finance major in Illinois okay so Illinois obviously very liberal all kinds of problems nobody even wants to live in that state anymore he is going to help the Republican Party of Lake County with their finances. Yeah, so he uh, he got the job. Uh, I want to say it was it was either yesterday or Friday. You know, because the kid, let's face it, he only calls when he needs money. So, uh, but but he got hired. He's going to help the Republican Party with their finances in Illinois. But uh, a student at Suffolk Community College, second day of class. The professor uh, was caught by the student on, on video, right? The student got their phone out and videoed the professor lecturing the class that the student should not vote for President Trump in November, claiming he was taking away fundamental rights and turning America into a dictatorship-type situation. Yeah. What? What rights is he is he taking away? Well, dictator. What are they talking about? Dictatorship. He won. He's serving his term. The college, of course, has not fired the professor. I guarantee you, if the professor was telling their students to vote for Trump, they would he would have been or he or she would have been fired. But the teacher's been reassigned. As they uh, conduct an investigation. What's to investigate? Yes, this was in a women's studies lecture. Believe me, far from the only one. That's happening from the second day in preschool. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. This is our tax dollars hard at work. And it's just enough to make your blood boil, isn't it? You know, there, there's, again, educate our kids. Teach them how to read, write, how to do math. Teach them how to be an independent thinker. Leave your politics in the parking lot, because that's where it belongs. But this teacher, women's studies lecturer, Janet Gula, she was filmed by a student ordering the class to look into their heart. Look into your heart. Do not vote for Donald Trump for four years because that's what people say. Give him a chance. Give him a chance. Well, he had four freaking years of a chance, and he's done a crap job, and he's really rooting our country. Well, I mean, up until COVID, what what crap job did he do? We had 
the lowest unemployment rates ever. I mean, that's, again, now, we can argue about how you count it, right? But, you know, at least that's the way that we changed the way it was counted, the lowest ever. He got rid of more regulation and red tape than any president in history. And by and large, right, the economy was was decent. But not according to, to this teacher. And again, when you get this every single day, it's just natural. Most of us just shut up. I'm not shutting up anymore. I'm not doing it. I'm done with it. And, and, and we have allowed for, for this to go on for far too long. And this is the problem. How do you get it back? And, and she, she goes on, if any of you think Trump, you know, is a good person, I beg you not only to look into your heart center and think about this a little more. Pull up all the stuff that he's been doing to our country. Taking away so many of our rights. What? What rights is he taking away? I'm just curious. I want to know what it is. Trying to turn this into more of, you know, dictatorship type of situation? Uh, It was a great post by the father of the child. Uh, who wrote that this was my daughter's humanities teacher on the second day of class. This is complete bull blank and not what we're paying to send our kids to school for, for. You have no business telling these kids who to vote for, and we will be calling the school tomorrow. You should be terminated on the spot, of course. Uh, that has not been the case. Uh, in a statement, in a statement by Drew Biondo, who is the SCCC Director of Communications, <laughs> uh, that's a fancy way of saying, "Hey, you're the guy that's going to uh, answer uh, any anything that gets too much bad publicity for us." Suffolk Community College encourages any open and diverse discussion and exchange of ideas. Well, that was no, not only was that not open and diverse, there was no exchange of ideas. She flat out was saying, hey, you, if you vote for Donald Trump, you've got a bad heart. The college does not, however, condone electioneering by, by faculty in the classroom. Apparently you do. She's still there. Uh, but but neither here nor there. This is just, and again, I'm not trying to pick on this school because they all do it. This is happening uh, over and over and over again in all the classrooms all across the country. And now we're sitting here, and we can't even have law and order. We can't even have law and order. And, and now anything that happens that they don't like, that's what this is the new go-to card. Well, well, you know what? We just don't like it. We don't like the fact that uh, Donald Trump is within his legal rights, and actually not only his legal rights, it's what he should do as the president. And, of course, if the situation was reversed, the Democrats would do it too, and they know that, but it doesn't matter. We don't like it. Everybody start rioting.
switching gears because I don't like to do too much politics, but I do. You know, it was just something uh, when I saw it. This is what we're up against. This is why when you look at Colorado and Arizona, I feel like Colorado's ahead of Arizona. Listen, Colorado's already blue. Sorry. I wish it wasn't. You know, you have uh, Colorado Springs and and in the south, and then, of course, obviously the front range, right? It's still red, right? Colorado had been red, you know, since its inception. And then slowly but surely, right, with the emergence of, you know, Denver and Boulder and really all these failed blue state people moving in, Colorado's blue. And the things that they're calling for now, it was one thing. You know, back in the day, it was, you know, hey, you could have a debate. You could have uh, uh, some friends over your house and debate politics. My, my family did it all the time. That's how I grew up. And listen, we're, we're Italians. It gets loud. They talk with their hands. But all, all the grown-ups, you know, it didn't matter Pick the holiday. You know, Thanksgiving comes to mind. Thanksgiving was always at my grandparents' house. And you'd have the adult table and the kid table, you know, and all that stuff. And after after eating dinner and before the card game started, uh, it was coffee and cigarettes, and the adults would start talking. It didn't matter. Uh, from politics to sports. I mean, I wish, you know, I, I was smart enough. I wish I had recorded it because it would be fascinating, uh, the conversations they would have. And they would, they'd go back and forth, and, and they, they would argue this or that. And I could just tell you right now, this would be a hot topic. You know, the election and the Supreme Court nominee and all of these things and and everyone would voice their opinions. And then when that was done, they'd start playing cards. You can't do that today. Now it's so bad that if you, you get into any form of debate like that, what happens? I mean, all of a sudden, people start disowning you. That's it. I'm, we're leaving. I'm never talking to you again. I don't know. I just don't know how... How the, well, I do know how. You know how it happened? Because they've been brainwashed. People can't think for themselves anymore. And they make these ridiculous statements with no facts whatsoever to actually back up any of it. It's like, but facts are irrelevant now, right? And it's been this way in politics for as since as I really got involved. You know, when it really started following. You, you show me a politician... Uh, that doesn't lie, and I'll be like, I'll vote for that person. I don't care what, left, right, center. They don't tell the truth. They tell their versions of the truth. But then, you know, you got to start looking at what what it, what are the consequences going to be? We're a nation divided, right? We've warned about this. Ron Paul, way back in, it was like 2010, gave that great speech, and Ron Paul, not a great speech giver, about the revolution that was coming. And he wasn't talking about a good one. He was talking about this one. Where we're breaking down from within. And, you know, we talk about the house of cards. 
right? Because a lot of the stuff that we've built this country on debt. And hopefully, hopefully I've been educating you about why it is that the central bank so badly needs this inflation thing. Uh, by the way, uh, gold was up today, uh, down. It's actually coming back all on a bad headline. I'll get to that in a minute. All on a bad headline about inflation. In other words, uh, the the someone tried to write a sensational headline. Uh, turns out it wasn't actually what the Fed, one of our Fed governors said, but I'll get to that in a minute. This house of cards. We don't know what the catalyst is going to be. But when you have large sections of people not paying, right? another, another thing across the, the TV today, 87% of restaurants uh, in New York not paying. In the country, in the country, something uh, approaching 40% of every restaurant isn't paying. So think, just, just drive down the street past five restaurants. Two of them aren't paying. Two out of every five, not paying. And you're starting to see them close down. And you start seeing all of this internal strife, these people rioting. I'm not even sure what what they're rioting about. I I don't I, I can't figure it out. They, they they don't it's not about Black Lives Matter. It's not about police brutality just about hey we want anarchy right i mean that's really what it's about i mean people that that you would think would have some form of common sense talking about defund the police and people are out there thinking yeah that's a great idea when you actually look at the facts i know let's not do that that's crazy talk double let's sensationalize everything you actually look at the facts. And, and believe me, we still got work to do. Police brutality has been declining for decades. Matter of fact, it's at the lowest level since they really started tracking it. Now, does it mean that they're perfect? No. There's still bad ones in there. Let's face it, there's a lot of policemen and women. Some of them are going to be bad. And they're going to get prosecuted, and I think this is this is the best shift. They're starting to get prosecuted. They're starting to be put in prison. This is this is progress. But the facts don't back up what the media say. It doesn't back it up. It's not true. Just like Donald Trump's taking away your rights. That's not true. And, and and you're sitting here and you're watching all of this play out. I'll give you an example of how worthless your money is. All of you people that love to have your money in the bank, I don't get it. I really don't. Let's just say you had a savings account, not your checking account, your savings account. And you have $5,000 in that savings account. Do you know how much interest you're going to get for the year on your $5,000? But that'd be a great question. Right? And have everyone guess at it. Uh, $2.50. Think about it. So if you had ten grand, you would get 
five bucks. Right? Ten, ten grand in your savings account. After one year, here's a whopping uh, five or, or ten bucks, right? Here, here, here you go. Five bucks, not even ten bucks. Here's, here's five bucks. Thanks a lot. And, and, you know, you just go out and you start doing the math. Well, what if you had a hundred grand? Right, a hundred thousand dollars. I'll give you fifty bucks. Congratulations, right? Fifty dollars. You can't even take your wife out to a nice restaurant with fifty dollars. And that's if you had a hundred thousand dollars in your say. This is what's happening. At the same time that we're we're watching the moral decay. Right, we're seeing the financial decay go along with it. We're going to talk about gold next. I still can't get over it. Hundred thousand dollars—you don't even get five bucks a month. Right? It probably—you probably pay more in fees uh, than you get in interest at the bank anymore. Uh, before we focus in on the dollar, uh, just some news to, to cover real, real quick. Uh, Dave and Buster's, uh, you know, the uh, the video arcade pizza, uh, what, uh, I guess, bar, bowling alley type uh, entertainment place, said that mass layoffs are coming as the arcades continue to be shut down. Uh, Brookfield Property. Uh, one of the large uh, commercial real estate arms laying off 20% of his of its workforce. Ralph Loran uh, is making cuts to its workforce, uh, closing stores and getting ready to go all online. Sizzler, remember Sizzler? I didn't know there were still Sizzlers in business, but apparently, uh, well, maybe not for much longer, Sizzler USA filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy and Boeing. This one was a real kick in the pants. Uh, they came out today. You know, Boeing's been laying off. Uh, they delivered layoff notices to all of its remaining seven flight training airplane pilots and will instead send critical work of providing on-site training to airline customers to an overseas contract house. Yep. That, you know, let's face it. It's just too expensive. Uh, to to hire Americans, of course, uh, Boeing. I don't know if you saw the latest. Uh, now they they've got evidence that all the Boeing executives knew about the design flaws of the plane. Uh, still waiting for criminal charges. Uh, I doubt it'll happen, but maybe maybe I'll be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But uh, again, if you're wealthy enough, you can get away with just about anything. Uh, speaking of getting away, so today we had a really interesting situation. You know, we've got a lot of uh, Fed governors talking. Uh, Jay Powell's in front of Congress. Uh, you know, twice a year he's, he does that little deal where he's got to testify and all these other things. And I told you yesterday we're going to have all kinds of Fed speakers. Fed Governor Evans, one of the what I call the Uber doves uh, on the Federal Reserve Board, uh, was uh, he's by the way he's the Chicago Fed Charles Evans from Chicago so he's got that you know the district where uh, there's a lot of pain and people leaving uh, the quote out of the Bloomberg headlines Fed could raise rates 
before average 2% inflation reached. That was the headline. And they attributed that to Charles Evans. And all of a sudden, the dollar spikes up, gold goes down, uh, Wall Street went down on the news. Uh, and then all of a sudden, somebody, uh, I'll give credit here, Julie Coronado was the one that said, dude, what? This is a fake headline. Here's what he, he actually said. When the question was about the inflation and how hot they're, that they're going to let inflation run, it, it, if they could actually even control the inflation, Evans merely acknowledged flexibility in the statement, saying, hey, you know, we've got the right to change our minds. But that the inflation boogeyman still lurks in the mind of some people at the FOMC, but not me. Nope. Matter of fact, I hope inflation runs even hotter and goes above, well above, the average 2% limit. So this is uh, one of the things why you'll see uh, gold was uh, was falling pretty heavily. Now gold's uh, almost all the way back to even right now uh, at 1900 and change as we watch all of this play out. But uh, Charles Evans, not only does he not want there to be any flexibility, he wants inflation to be even hotter. And he gets it. He actually gets it. I think he gets it as much as Neil Kashkari gets it. The one, the the dissenter who said, "Listen, we're not dovish enough." They get it. Without all of the, this inflation, all the banks are insolvent. It's just that simple. They're all insolvent. Just just think about uh, what I said about the restaurant. You got forty percent of all the restaurants not paying their bills, right? They're not paying their rents. What do you think that does? And listen, that doesn't count all the other people not paying. How about this one? The latest. This was out of the USA Today. Seventy-four percent of hotels are going to have to lay off more employees without stimul- more stimulus from Congress. Right, we know about the airline industry, right? The airline industry says the layoffs are going to be massive. Now the hotels change, saying they're going to be massive. 68% of the U.S. hotels have half of their pre-pandemic staff working full-time. Half the hotel, uh, half the hotel owners said due to the pandemic, they're in danger of foreclosure. So think about this. Hotels are operating with about half staff. Over half of them say we're probably going to be foreclosed on. In other words, they haven't been paying and and don't see any way possible for them to pay. More than two-thirds of the hotels said that at current projected revenue and occupancy levels, that without more relief, They can't last more than six months. And again, just think about this for a minute. So you're driving down the freeway. Just start counting all the restaurants you can see. Just littering, you know, the freeways. 
And then start thinking about all the hotels. And, and picture this scenario. Two out of every five restaurants, closed. 74%. Three out of four of the hotels, closed. Gone. Vacant. Now think about, now that's bad enough. But now think about who owns all that debt. Because it's not like these these properties are paid for. No one pays for property anymore, right? Only an idiot <laughs> pays their mortgage. Who does that? Right? No, you refi and dip it and spend it and do all that stuff. And you're like, okay, there's no way logically thinking that uh, the the bonds uh, that are backed by these hotels and these restaurants and the like are being paid. And then at the end of the day, where are the losses going to go and how are we going to pay for it all unless what? I know, another bailout. There's going to be a lot of bailouts. Hey, Torado News Hour. We'll be back right after the Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two Patriot Radio News Hour. You know, earlier, maybe it was last week or or uh, yesterday. I think it was last week. We were talking about the banks and uh, the dealings with the drug dealers and the arms dealers and all the bad people out there. Of course, they want to make it believe that you and I are the bad ones. Well, apparently, uh, they put a price tag on this. And wow. According to reports, the government now has leaked documents showing a transfer of money of more than $2 trillion in suspected funds over the last two decades. HSBC, Standard Chartered, Barclays, Deutsche Bank, Commerce Bank, of course, J.P. Morgan, Bank of New York Mellon, right? All of these banks, you name them, all the banks involved. They're saying over $2 trillion in what they said were quote-unquote suspicious transfers. The report based on 2,100 leaked Suspicious activity reports. So remember, I tell you, when the bank starts asking you all those questions, blah, 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 da, 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 da. Yeah, the suspicious activity report. Covering transactions from 1999 to 2017. But again, remember, right? Oh, well, the banks, they cleaned up their act. Right? They're such good people. Right, and, and and they learned their lesson, and they were so sorry uh, after the financial crisis. Of course, it didn't stop any of the uh, behavior. These reports filed by the banks and other financial firms within the Treasury Department's Financial Crimes Enforcement Network. Banks are required to file an SAR, remember a suspicious activities report, 
whenever handling funds that cause grounds for suspicion of criminal activity. Well, some banks said many of the transactions, well, it happened a long time ago. Yeah, see, see, so it's okay that they've now fixed the problems. The reports revealed that was not even close to the truth. In other words, the bank's still doing the same old thing, which is, well, once again, if you've got enough money, it's fine. Everything else, uh, you know, if you don't, well, that's when everything matters. Huge amounts of suspicious activity reports being filed with relatively no low numbers of cases being brought through to prosecution. It also brings out the point that managing financial crime risk goes beyond making the report. So uh, apparently that's exactly how it worked. Well, listen, here's what we're going to do. We're going to fill out this report, but don't worry. We're going to put a a low-class warning on it, and no one's even going to pay attention to it. And, and again, these banks are criminal syndicates. This, it, this is just what it is. We'll give you $50 for a hundred grand. Right? The whole premise of us turning over the rights to our hard-earned money was what? We would get paid a rate of return. I mean, whatever happened to, hey, you're supposed to save your money and then live off the interest. Remember that? That seven to eight, nine percent interest you could get, right? If you know, save a million dollars. And and we'll give you eighty, seventy, eighty thousand dollars a year for you to live on. You know, million dollars, seven percent, seventy thousand dollars. I mean now, let's see if I can do the math here. I know I'm a I'm a public school prodigy here, two dollars and fifty cents. Now they're going to give you 500 bucks. <laughs> if I did the math right, you know, if you get $2.50 for every $5,000, okay, so a million divided by 5,000, that's 200 times. 200 times 250, yeah, 500 bucks. Let's see. In the course of about, what, 20, 25 years? We went from giving you $70,000, right, 7% on a million dollars, right? 10% is 100 grand, 10,000 is 1%, 7%, $70,000 a year. We're not going to give you 500 bucks. And this is what I'm talking about. This is nothing more than a criminal syndicate. This is what they tell you uh, how little your money is worth. Now, could you imagine that? I mean, how angry would you be? See, at least for me, I I never really got there. You know, think about it. By the time I hit 30, right, interest rates were pretty much going to zero already. By the time I hit 35, they were zero. And they've stayed there ever since. But this is what's happened, and now you have these Fed governors coming out and saying, hey, there, there's, 
There's not enough inflation. There's 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 not enough to validate all the crap and the garbage we've put out. And now all of a sudden, all of these bonds, they're worthless. I don't care how many times you chopped them up into little pieces. They're worthless. They're not worth it. Nobody will buy them. Well, except our, our Federal Reserve. By the way, Jay Powell is just talking in front of Congress. Uh, bad news for us small business people. Uh, he says that yeah, the Fed, it's just too hard. Too hard for the Fed to help small business. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, they'll have to go to the government. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Depending where you look, gold's either down ten or up three uh, at nineteen oh three and almost nineteen oh four. Same thing with silver. Silver's either down thirty cents or it's flat for the day uh, at twenty four thirty one. Uh, the Dow is down seventy. The S and P's up four. The Nasdaq is up forty two. Uh, yesterday we were running U.S. $20 liberties at $21.45. Uh, we're going to hold that price. If you buy 10 or more, and I'll say this, I only can allow for two people to do this. The first two people that buy 10 or more, uh, $21.25 if you buy 10. So $21.25 uh, be $21,250. I've got two of those. Uh, then they're uh, anything other than that twenty one forty five, uh, and the rolls a half dollars at, at two hundred and ten. I just think that's just just a huge opportunity in the in the silver markets at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Carnival Cruise announcing layoffs of now uh, ships officers as the layoffs. Boy, they're just starting to pile up here. Uh, we'll wait tomorrow. We'll have more about the testimony of Jay Powell in front of Congress. Uh, we'll have more about the debates. I've got a first debates next week. Uh, hopefully that will give us some clarity uh, to what's going to happen in the presidential election. And, of course, on Friday we're supposed to get the pick uh, for the Supreme Court, which I am sure is going to make for a extremely interesting and most likely violent weekend uh, from people who apparently don't like the rules. Um, And again, this is what's going to continue. Be smart here. We got this pullback, all of it based on coronavirus and everybody's freaking out again. Uh, There's bad news on the vaccines yesterday, late yesterday, early this morning. uh, Now saying the vaccines... The one that's in the lead, that Pfizer vaccine, may not happen till the second quarter. So I don't know uh, what's happened or if it's just one of these guys speculating, but that was one of the headlines uh, that the vaccine may not happen until the second quarter. Uh, we'll see about that. Hopefully I'll get some clarification about that tomorrow as well. Uh, two lines open right now. Listen, get in. Even at twenty one forty five, that's a steal. Buy ten or more twenty one twenty five on on twenty dollar gold, uh, and then the 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 rolls a half dollars at two hundred and ten bucks at eight hundred nine five one 
888-900-0592. Take the time. Put them away. Understand what really needs to happen. The size of these bailouts. Jay Powell today saying, listen, small business guy, we're not bailing you out. And this is the problem. A lot of these hotels are franchises. And, uh, like, I think, like, Marriott hardly owns any hotels. You just got to pay them for the right to have Marriott on your sign. But uh, in these restaurants that we're talking about, yeah, we, we, we hear about all the chain ones, right? You, you hear about, uh, you know, Sizzler, right, files for bankruptcy, blah, blah, blah. What you don't hear about are the small business guys, the guys that they own this bar, or own this restaurant, and then those filings, and those are the ones that are going to be off the charts. Take the time. Be smart. Put your money into gold. Leave it in the bank. It's not paying you anything to have it there. Take your radio news hour. The Fed have their way. They pay you even less. We'll be back tomorrow. Take care. God bless everybody. We'll be back tomorrow.